welcome to a festive NL full-time. Uh, we're recording this one on Christmas Eve, so we'll try and shoehorn in as many Christmas references, Christmas even, references as we can. No, I've not been on the cherry or the brandy or anything like that. But um, yeah, uh, I'm Rob Worrell and uh, joining me um, as ever, as, as often as possible anyway, is off the line blogs, uh, Joe Pope. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, hi Rob and Merry Christmas. So I see you've got the the Christmas hat on, but I've gone for the bar humbug after another. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Really, appear a, a into the Christmas stockings being exchanged over the Christmas period, Joe. And I, I just feel we have to start with potentially the biggest present of all time, um, and that is for Southend United fans and players and, and and Kevin Mayer and everybody. And that is. Pretty much an exchange of contracts on the new ownership um, needs to be signed off in the new year by the cabinet. But um, it looks as if it's about to go through extensive talks as well with the National League um, about uh, potential embargoes, transfer embargoes being lifted as well. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, I know they're still not quite across the line, but it looks as if, you know, that they're, they're they're a yard out with an open goal and no defenders or keepers in sight right now. Yeah, brilliant news for them. Um, you know, it's what we all wanted to see. Um, it looked as if it would be going through, um, perhaps more progress than they've ever made on that front. Um, but yeah, really good uh, times for them. I don't know whether it was coincidental that they decided to do it for their Christmas game yesterday, so give them, their fans a bit of an early Christmas present. Um, but yeah, certainly... Uh, it's uh, a relief for them going into the new year. Yeah, they actually celebrated with a win at the bottom of the table, Kidderminster. Um, it was all level going towards half-time, but Nathan Ralph uh, put Southend ahead of, at that point and they held on. Unfortunately, it leaves Kidderminster bottom of the National League table going into Christmas. But uh, for Southend, when you take into account that 10 points deduction, they sit 14th on 28 points, eight points off the playoffs. And it's not unthinkable that with some good additions and some togetherness and some strong management continued in the second half of the season, Southend could still pay a part in the playoff picture. There are, of course, 13 teams above them, which uh, will be competing. Uh, well, four, 12 of them anyway. I think the other one might be, uh, might be done and dusted. Let's move on to them. Chesterfield. I saw them up at uh, 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 close hand, close quarters on uh, Saturday where Aldershot Town gave Chesterfield a really good game for an hour, 65 minutes. It was um, a blistering start. Josh Stokes with his 15th of the season after four minutes. But then uh, a wonderful free kick from Darren Oldacre after um, Armando Dobra was, was fouled and Dobra got uh, on the score sheet later on in the day, in which I finally got to see all the good things, really, of Armando Dobra, um, as well as uh, Ryan Colclough, who put Chesterfield ahead just after the hour with an arrowing strike um, across the goal. Textbook stuff, really. Went for the far corner and found it. Had he not done so, um, you know, somebody else might have poked it in. Um, huge plaudits to Chesterfield. Um, as I observed yesterday, Joe, as... Other managers I've talked to in the National League have, have said, and they've said in their post-matches, they are effectively a football league club in every single way, apart from the fact that they're in the National League. 
Yeah, and they, uh, you know, they end 2023 as a National League team, but they're very much on their way to the Football League. Um, and yeah, you know, they bounced back yesterday. Um, you thought maybe, you know, an early goal for Oldershot, could it be a little upset? But they, whatever's thrown at them, they just seem to respond really, really well. And, um, you know, they didn't just go and get one or two. They got three and four as well. And that's just goes to show uh, how good they are. Yeah, I think uh, from an all-shot perspective, the scoreline hurt in the end because it was such a close game for so long. But when Chesterfield start making substitutions, they just replace one quality player with another. <coughs> and in truth, they were superb in the second half, uh, as they've been uh, all season. Their record at the SPH Group Stadium this season now is played 11, won 10 and drawn one hatfuls of goals, the vast majority of them in the second half. And Spyro's fans are going home happy almost every every time. Um, apologies, listeners, for not getting any uh, reaction from Chesterfield. I had somebody else, my brother, bless him, uh, driving yesterday. He had to get back for something. So I had to get away quite quickly. Do apologise for that because I love to hear from the other camps, particularly when there's something to talk about, as there is this season with Chesterfield. On to the TV game. Um, I caught quite a lot of it in the car on the way back as my brother was kindly driving. Um, and uh, it was a, a, a story of a couple of double Christmas presents, really. Um, Alefe Olamola with two absolute bangers for Bromley um, and uh, for the visitors, for Altrincham. Eventually, it was cleared up. Alex Newby on hand twice uh, for the Altrincham goals, the second of which was a free kick in 90-plus which gave the game uh, a little bit of a rounding up that it kind of needed. That meant two goals each uh, and two sendings off each as well, Joe. I don't know if you've seen any of them. Uh, no, uh, by all accounts, uh, speak, uh, listen to your comments. And uh, it sounds like one of them was certainly uh, justified in uh, Jude Arthur's uh, going off uh, just before the hour mark. Um but uh, yeah, a cracker. It's, we we both kind of uh, fell into the trap of thinking that with a couple of minutes left, Bromley would won. And when I look back at the scores, a bit taken aback that they hadn't won. Um, but Altrincham, they find a way, don't they? You know, this season they're uh, really in good form. Signed Dan Mooney in the week after his release from Southend, and uh, that was their little Christmas present early. And uh, yeah, really good uh, point for both sides, probably. Yeah, both sides have shown that they're well equipped to not just be in the playoff positions, but probably to stay there for the duration. No doubt who was top of the Christmas list at Barnet. Got 89% of the vote in the man of the match afterwards. And that was Nicky Kabamba. Another hat trick. Some really, really sharp finishing. Um, so a, a terrific first half of the season for Nicky Kabamba, who has 17 National League goals. We'll talk about someone who's got even more than that. Um, in a few minutes but um, the other point of uh, note in that one really is the overall scoreline Joe and the opposition uh, Barnet 6 Boreham would nil it might just be the biggest defeat of Luke Garrard's reign and um, yes it's been a difficult season for Boreham Wood but losing 6-0 uh, at Christmas to their to their nearest local rivals is going to really hurt Absolutely. Um, for Barnet, you know, there, there were questions have been asked of them recently after a couple of defeats, but um, there's no better way to bounce back than to go and win 6-0. Um, as for Bournemouth, you know, there was pain all afternoon uh, for them. Well, they only had pain for 48 minutes as it happened. Uh, pain be- receiving his marching orders to make the afternoon even worse. 
Um, and yeah, I, I think sometimes, obviously, you don't like to lose 6-0, but potentially that sort of result could have come at the right time going into the new year, just that Luke Goward might think, you know, what do I have to tweak? Because they have struggled this year and a big defeat like that might be uh, food for thought. Absolutely. Solihull Moors, keep, I think the narrative is that they're just falling away and they're not quite at it, but they're not, are they? They've done it again. They've got a late winner. Um, at uh, Oxford City on Saturday, which would have broken Oxford City hearts. But they, they got a 2-1 win. Um, and yes, they've only won two of their last six games and they lost four. But they sit at Christmas, just past the halfway point, in fourth place with 40 points. Sorry, Holt Moore, Joe. Yeah, um, you know, we, we did say last week that they were perhaps falling off, but they found a way yesterday, um, scored late on. And um, yeah, I mean, if you'd have asked Sully on Moore's fans at the start of the season, would they take being four for Christmas? Absolutely, they would. Um, so yeah, big win for them to come from behind. An Oldham Athletic, who we've talked about so many times as, as closing in on the playoff places, if they'd have won at home yesterday to Gateshead, there have been uh, one of four teams on 36 points uh, this morning, but they're not. Uh, despite taking the lead through uh, Norwood, Gateshead got back in the game through Stephen Wern early in the second half. And uh, uh, yeah, a, a, a free kick, a set piece, apparently plotted by Mr Lewis Story himself and finished by Mr Lewis Story. Um, does pop up with the odd goal now and again from the back, doesn't he? What a key goal that was. Yeah, big goal for them um, and another comeback win for Gateshead, um, as did Solio. Um And yeah, you know, Gateshead, they're a good side, aren't they? And uh, they find different ways. They don't always have to be at their brilliant best for the, the free-flowing football. They can find a way from a set-piece and a uh, good finish to the to the year for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, close to 7,000 at Boundary Park. And having watched uh, that winning goal for Gateshead, with respect to the, I think, 95 Gateshead fans that are there, you could almost hear a pin drop in that stadium when the uh, when the goal went in. Um, we're midway through the National League and one of our potential other guests, the one that we knew that would turn up, is here. Uh, a Merry Christmas to you, Dickie Wharton. Uh, Merry Christmas, Rob. You've um, you blindsided me there with your outfit, which uh, admittedly is lost to people who are on uh, it, with this being a podcast and audio. Unless version, I jingle looking, my bells, Dickie. You are looking delightfully elfish there, may I say. <laughs> it was a very elfish decision, I must admit. Right. Um, pick up as we go along, uh, Dickie. Uh, we're on to uh, just the last playoff place as we, uh, as, we, as we go into Christmas. FC Halifax Town have got it and things might have been a bit better for them because they led 2-1 against playoff rivals Rochdale but uh, uh, another Jimmy Keohane, uh goal got uh, Rochdale a point out of that one and that'll be key Joe for Rochdale having been trailing to one of their playoff rivals to have just squared that one off and got themselves a point. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's nothing like experience. Uh, you know, Rochdale are a young team, but it was two of their experienced heads that got the managed to get them the point in. Henderson and Jimmy Keohane with obviously the, the equaliser. Um, for Halifax, they'll be disappointed that they didn't hold on, uh, did so well to turn it around. But uh, a, a good point for two teams I expect to be there or thereabouts. If you're a Maidenhead United fan and you dreamt of what you might get for Christmas maybe, what, six, seven weeks ago. How about an unbeaten run? (laughs) 
well, they managed it, didn't they? Uh, quite a stunning run from Maidenhead. It was just a nil-nil draw for them on uh, Saturday, but it was a nil-nil draw at Woking, who were led for the first time by Michael Doyle. And um, I, I guess you can spin that one whichever way you like, can't you, Joe? Um, it's a clean sheet for Michael Doyle in his first game, but there will have been frustration, I'm sure, at the late weight that, uh, that Woking... Um, you know, couldn't score and couldn't get all three points on his first start. Yeah, I mean, you going into a club that are struggling, you always want to try and have a strong base to build from. Um, and they got that with the clean sheet. Obviously, the, the attacking play is still a little bit short. But um, yeah, also Maidenhead, I mean, you know, they, they, they find a way to just grind out results at the moment. And uh, a good point on the road against a team you would imagine would have been up for it under a new manager. Everybody, everybody wants to impress under a new manager. So uh, yeah, good point for Maidenhead. Yeah, Maidenhead are 12th at Christmas, which is a fantastic achievement. They did sit 21st or 22nd. Uh, some six weeks ago. Uh, I've missed out Eastley, um, who, um, well, Paul McCallum sits top of the goal-scoring charts at Christmas. And uh, he, yet again, got uh, a key, key goal, the second goal that ultimately ended up being the winner for Eastley against Mark White's Dorking Wanderers. Seb Bauman had got Wanderers back into it in the 83rd minute. But uh, ultimately, the goal from McCallum and Francier, um, in the first half, meant that Eastleigh um, go in fourth in the form table, four wins and a draw from their last six games, eighth, just goal difference outside the playoffs. And Dickie, let me come to you on the talents of Paul McCallum because we've obviously lauded them for a long time at this level. I'm wondering, even in the season that he finished top scorer in the National League previously, if he'd actually got um, 22 in all competitions, 19 in the National League by Christmas. Yeah, it's a, an outstanding return from him. Um, obviously, Eastley knew what they were getting. We, I mentioned a few weeks ago, I think I said he, he's clearly happier when he's in the South. I think his, his, um, his two transfers in within the National League to, to Solihull and Chesterfield were the ones that didn't work out. So obviously, um, he's a Southern boy and, and Eastley is suiting him very much. And I think he's enjoying that partnership with Scott Quigley as well, you know, that it, it isn't all on him. Um, and those two, um, they know the ropes at this level and, and, you know, take your eye off one of them and you've got the other one to contend with. And that's clearly how it's working out at the moment for them. And uh, yeah, it's a, a good piece of business by Eastley that. Absolutely. Um, we talked about home form a little bit earlier on Joe with Chesterfield. And we have to acknowledge at this point, uh, the second best home record in the National League, which now sits at seven wins, four draws and just one defeat. And that's Wealdstones. And uh, they were caught up in the game of the day, really, against uh, John Askey's Hartlepool. Just try and pick your way through that one for us. I think it included a hat-trick, didn't it? But ultimately it ended on as even and another draw. I think there were six uh, yesterday in the National League. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a, uh, a, a disappointing afternoon for Stuart Maynard in the end. Um, you know, Sean Dock was hit a little bit of form. Um, he got a hat trick. Um, but they were three 0 up and they conceded with a minute left of half time and Maynard's message probably would have been just keep it at three one and then to concede a second in injury time would have been really disappointed. Um and then to extend their lead to back to two goals and then to not get all three points. He will come away with from that disappointed. I see Josh Humera scored against his former side. Um, and uh, Mitch Hancock's uh, got the level up for Hartlepool. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a 
Christmas cracker at uh, Groves Neville? Yeah, Hartlepool, well, showed a lot of character to battle away in that one and get themselves a point. But they go into Christmas in 15th place, which is not really where John Askey would have preferred to be. Um, I know you and I fancy them to be in and around the the, the playoffs, and uh, they're, they're certainly not there at the minute, but they're one of many, many teams um, that will feel, even one or two of those, just a place or two outside the, the relegation zone that they can still compete in the second half of the season. Another one of those might be Neil, um, Neil Ardley's York City. But um, what an incredible story um, at, uh, at, at the LNER Stadium <laughs> on Saturday, where York looked set for a home win from the fifth minute where the shop had put them ahead uh, before it closed for Christmas, um, only for something rather dramatic to happen in the 90th minute, Joe. Fill us in. Yeah, and uh, obviously Ebbsfleet managed to get a point from that 95th minute equaliser. And who else but the goalkeeper, Mark Cousins, uh, up from the back. Uh, I would ima- I've not seen the goal, but I would imagine from a set piece, uh, brought up right at the end and uh, the goalkeeper put away all the strikers that Ebbsfleet have on their books. And it was the goalkeeper that came up with a big goal. And uh, yeah, he'll certainly uh, have a... Uh, a big smile around the Christmas table uh, tomorrow. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen the goal. And what Cousins does is he he marks, um, uh, who is it uh, in goal for York? I can't think. Um, Sykes Kenworthy, isn't it? Um, he marks him, stands right in front of him. Then the corner comes in and he just glances his head on it. It's a screaming header from six or eight inches, I think. But... Uh, he got it over the line. Boy, did he celebrate. I was a little bit worried about his hamstring as he ran to the touchline. But uh, a wonderful moment for Mark Cousins, um, who's uh, obviously played at National League level for some time. Um, that leaves us just the one game to cover, um, which also ended in a draw. Um, Dagenham Redbridge went to Fylde, um, who, of course, find themselves in the bottom four going into Christmas. And, um, well, Inie Effiong put Dagenham ahead in the first half. but. Uh, uh, a Harry Phipps own goal in the 76th minute got filed level. That does mean, I'm going to come to you on this one, Dickie, um, looking at the National League table at Christmas, what can we conclude? We can conclude that unless they absolutely, completely screw it up from here, Chesterfield, 10 points clear, two games in hand, are going to take the one place. Um, at the other end, the, the four promoted teams still, as they have been for the last month, occupy the four bottom places but that's not done because there are uh one two three four five six seven eight teams within four points of them um but my question to you dicky you might have to do some fast math on this one <laughs> how many teams excluding chesterfield are still involved in the playoff race oh my goodness um well, I mean, we, we spoke about um, excluding Chesterfield. Let me just have a look at the table then. I mean, mm. it, uh, we spoke in midweek, you know, with the, uh, when Bromley signed Levi Amanchi about, you know, are they still fancying it as it should Chesterfield falter? And I suppose they've got to consider that possibility, but they, they are a playoff side, really, aren't they? Um, I would think possibly down as far as... I'm going to go as far down the table as 11th to Oldham, being realistic. Um, 
I think they'll be still fancying their chances and anybody above that line. I'm thinking mm. Maidenhead is probably just about where the line will be. But it'll be interesting to see when we get to the end of the season, um, hark back to this episode. Remember what you said on Christmas Eve, Dickie? You made you look a bit of a Christmas idiot. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. I've got a slightly different opinion, but I really ought to give Joe the opportunity next. I'm going to go much lower. Um, I'm not predicting that Maidenhead uh, or Wheelstone, for that matter, are going to make the playoffs. But I can't rule out Southend or Hartlepool at this point. Um, they sit eight points off the playoffs and we can only expect Southend to surge in the second half of the season. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't include Hartlepool only because I've not been that convinced by them all season. Mm. Um, you know, they seem to be within a couple of points, but they seem to be patching it together. They haven't been brilliant. Um, but I would include Southend, um, as we you touched on. I expect John still might have a couple of late Christmas presents under the tree uh, for Southend fans. And uh, I think, you know, they're, they're only eight points off, game in hand, so it could be five. And uh, I think that they're more than capable, uh, given the form they've shown in the first half, that they could potentially uh, finish it with a little playoff push. Good stuff. All right, we're going to move on now and talk about the National League North. So, National League North, we're going to be short and sharp this week, Dickie, as we've been with the, the Premier League, so everybody can get on with their festivities. We talk every week about Scunthorpe and Tamworth. They're clearly in, or most likely in a two-horse race for the title. Um, they've not been able to be separated until uh, recently. Uh, any more daylight? No, in fact, the daylight's closed a bit on them because it's back to 47 points each with the results yesterday and it's just goal difference that's separating them now. Scunthorpe atop, I don't think we need to say too much about their goalless draw away at Buxton yesterday other than that's probably a better point for Buxton than it is for Scunthorpe. Um, Tamworth, they keep up their fantastic run of form um, and a really good win away at a side who've been in excellent form themselves, Peterborough Sports. 4-1 win there for Tamworth. Um, they were a goal down at half-time. Jordan Nicholson had put Peterborough Sports ahead, but then there were goals in the second half. Two penalties. The first one from Chris Ray. Um, he was a big player for Banbury when they got promoted. Um, went to Southend United and then, let me say, it didn't work out at Southend United. Obviously, the issues there are, are, are probably part of that as well. Um, ben Milnes then put a second penalty away in the 78th minute. Really important play for Tamworth in the middle of the park him. And then two goals late on from Dan Creaney, their leading scorer um, <laughs> of uh, last season in the 84th and the 89th minute. Yes, as Joe was pointed out, Chris Ray scored and then drove home for Christmas. Yes, oh, lovely, lovely touch there. Um, but yeah, thumping win for Tamworth, that one. That will set them up nicely for um, their back-to-back fixtures over the Christmas period, which are against Rushall Olympic, I believe, the fellow promoted side from last season. All right, so Scunthorpe ahead on goal difference from Tamworth. And we're going to come to the team in third place in just a moment. But uh, um, uh, a bit like uh, Countdown, uh, Dickie said he wanted to pick two from the top and two from the bottom to talk about today. So I'll just fill in the blanks in between. Hereford got another home win, a 2-1 against Spennymoor. South Shields came unstuck at Rushall Olympic. Terrific result for Rushall, um, which uh, leaves them outside the relegation positions uh, as we enter the, 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 the Christmas period. And uh, at Chester, they were also involved in a, a draw at Blythe Spartans. That one finished 2-2. But the sides, either side of those three, which could have been in 
you know, with a different result above each other. But in the end, uh, Chorley and Curzon, how did that one work out? Yeah, this was a, a resounding win for Chorley. Chorley had a fantastic win in midweek. They won 4-1 at Banbury on the road and their uh, Andy Priest's side there. Um, I was a little bit concerned about them at the start of the season. They'd lost a few players. Johnny Stabassi had gone to uh, uh, AFC Fylde. Um, and then they had Scott Leather decide to take a year out of the game. And you're just starting to think to yourself, you know, is it... Uh, just a few of those key pieces of the Chorley jigsaw that, you know, how are they going to replace them? It's taken a, a, a little while to bed in, but it's really working now. So they followed that 4-1 win with a 4-0 home win over Curzon Ashton yesterday. Set on the road by an early Jordan Richards' own goal for Cur- uh, for Curzon in the sixth minute. Marco Russ then scored in the 34th minute. So 2-0 up at half-time. Justin Johnson added the third early in the second half. And then Jack Hazelhurst, we've spoken about him before, a player they picked up from City of Liverpool, two steps below. He scored in the 86th minute. He's got a few this season. And uh, yeah, Chorley moving very nicely into the uh, playoff, uh, well, uh, sitting very comfortably in the playoff positions. Not quite sure who they've got over the Christmas period. I suspect it's Southport, uh, based on the, the geography of these things. And they're not in great form at the moment. So Chorley will be looking forward to those fixtures more than Southport will, I would imagine, if that's who they're facing. Uh, yeah, oh, no, actually, it's Spennymore. It's Spennymore. It's uh, not Southport. So, yeah. OK, well, things looking very nice for Chorley then going into Christmas. They become the third side in the National League North to hit 40 points, just outside the playoff positions where uh, Curzon Ashton are seventh at the moment. In terms of the chasing pack, uh, two of them came together. Scarborough um, won 1-0 with a Rudledge goal at Brackley. Terrific win for them, and that puts them a couple of points ahead of Brackley, just one position behind them. Warrington uh, completed a fantastic first uh, half season in the National League North with a 2-1 win um, against Bambri, and that was a, a come-from-behind win. And Boston, who are quietly going about their business again, took uh, no mean scalp in Alfreton, a 3-1 win at home, a couple of goals there for Knowles. But then casting our eye to the other end of the table, Dickie, you said two from the bottom. Talk to us uh, about Darlington Bishop Stortford and uh, Southport Kings Lynn. Yeah, Darlington Bishop Stortford, um, a meeting of of the the league's bottom two sides, and I suppose, um, you know, they were both desperate for the win, mainly just to sort of like try and keep that gap down um, between um, the, the the last place of safety and and them to you know as low as they could keep it Rushall are in 20th on 27 points it was Bishop Stortford who claimed all three points yesterday a really important win for them that takes them to 17 so they're still 10 points adrift but Darlington on, on only 19 points as a result of that they're eight points adrift they're both in big trouble. I think we both knew that Bishop Stortford were up against it this season. I don't think that many people predicted that Darlington will be finding this season quite as difficult as they're finding it. Um, but yeah, they uh, were two goals down by half time yesterday. Uh, goals from Charles and then Sow. And then in the second half, Bishop Stortford had Zane Walker sent off in the 62nd minute. Darlington unable to do anything against the 10 men and and you would think that the um the distinct lack of christmas spirit uh at, at darlington at the moment just they just can't seem to pick up any results with any sort of consistency no and just one remaining game gloucester city the other uh, component or part of the bottom four teams uh, they still remain 
seven points off it after losing 1-0 at Farsley Celtic. And, uh, you know, we have to applaud Farsley Celtic on an excellent first half of the season. They sit 12th, just two points outside the playoffs uh, as we go into Christmas. Yeah, really important win for Kings Lynn on the road yesterday as well, away at Southport. Um, 2-0 up by half-time, goals from Josh Coulson and Jordan Ponticelli, and then goals from Rogers and Sibulski in the second half. don't think many people saw that one coming. I mean, we've had uh, Stephen Cleave, the chairman of Kings Lynn, speak about the financial challenges that they're facing this season. And, and he'd, he said that the first half of the season has been pretty awful, but he's confident in Adam Lakeland's ability to turn that round. Um Big, big result for them yesterday, an indicator that, you know, that they are um, playing for the manager and pulling in the right direction for him. And for Southport and Jim Bentley, after a great start, again, they've seemed to have been hit by this um, inconsistency again. And they are prone to throwing in sort of like real horror shows like they did yesterday. A 4-0 defeat at home isn't uh, the kind of result anybody wants to see. They're not good for anyone's confidence. Absolutely not. And what Kingsland do there is they pull to within a point of safety and they pull themselves within three points of five sides above them. So they'll go into the new year with uh, renewed hope. Of course, they've got a a Boxing Day game to negotiate yet. Thank you very much, Dickie. Um, Joe, moving on to the National League South. Um, We have to start, as we do almost every week with Yeovil and uh, they hit the 50-point mark on Saturday, didn't they, after just 23 games? Fantastic uh, first half of the season for Mark Cooper's men. And they got it done with another 1-0 away win. Yeah, uh, 1-0 win. Um, Mark Cooper said he was really, really pleased with his side. Um, not the easiest of games on the road in the wind, uh, but they found a way to win. Frank Newbell, um, he got the, the only goal of the game. Uh, Courtney Senior, who signed from Barnet uh, in midweek, he uh, made his first start for Yeovil. Um, but yeah, really big three points for them into top of Christmas. You uh, wouldn't bet against them going all the way. No, absolutely. Uh, Hampton and Richmond have had a storming run, as we talked about many times in recent weeks. But uh, just to acknowledge the fact that they got another home win. All the goals in the first 26 minutes there, and they got two of them. Seymour on hand twice. And that means they'll go into Christmas in second place. Above your team, Torquay United, Joe, who uh, took on Chelmsford City away yesterday and came out on the wrong side of that one. Yeah, um, I I thought we could come a cropper there, because Chelmsford are a decent side. Uh, Robbie Simpson is a good manager, um, and they're certainly good defensively. Um, And they managed to uh, see out a a 2-0 win, an early goal and a late goal, first from Luke Jenkins. Um, quite, thought it was quite funny that in the week, Gary Johnson fielded a lorry load of questions in the fans forum and came out defiant saying, we've only conceded three from 110 corners. We're brilliant from corners and yet three minutes in, we concede a header from a corner. Um, and then uh, a goal from Barbrook uh, with five minutes to play. But um, yeah, Robbie Simpson will be really pleased. Um, tough first half of the season, but um, really uh, sitting sitting well uh, in in and around the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. If there was a, a a relatively predictable result in the National League South on Saturday, it would have been Bath City sat comfortably in the top seven places at home to Welling United, uh, somewhat adrift in the bottom four places, um, and that one uh, went to form, didn't it, Joe? It did, and uh, you know, tough first half of the season for Welling, um, and uh, they certainly had their wings clipped 
uh, on Saturday. Uh, really good win for Bath. Really been impressed by them. Uh, their four key attackers, as it were, all on the score sheet yesterday. Goals from Wilson, Thomas, Hayfield and Cook. And um, yeah, they're really sitting nice uh, in and around uh, the top couple of places. Um, and uh, Jerry Gill will be happy with how they've uh, started the campaign, uh, particular, particularly Jordan Thomas uh, making the step up. He was our uh, in-the-spotlight feature on Off the Line on Thursday, and he got a goal. So it uh, seems every player we uh, highlight goes on and scores. So if there's anybody that wants to score, then if you want to put your uh, message in, then uh, hopefully there'll be some good times around the corner. Yeah, the biggest crowd in the National League South on uh, Saturday turned up uh, at the Gallagher Stadium to see Maidstone United against Chippenham. And they fluffed their lines. A terrific 1-0 win uh, with the first half Evans goal for Chippenham. So Maidstone dropped to fourth. And Worthing, who we just can't decide whether they're a good side or not. One thing they're not, Joe, is consistent. And they went away to Hemel Hempstead Town, who, uh, who prevailed in that to stay within four points of the playoffs themselves. Yeah, and uh, certainly the only thing that they are is consistently poor at the back. Uh, another two goals conceded yesterday, um, albeit against the Hamill side that needed that win. A uh, couple of poor results recently, but I was impressed with them when I saw them at Playmore a couple of weeks ago. Uh, goals from George Williams, uh, he's paid higher. And goal from the returning Terrell Whitaker back into the matchday squad, he got a goal. And a uh, really good win for, for Brad Quinton's uh, side there. Now, Avely dropped out of the playoff places, I think, for the first time, pretty much since the um, formative league tables were put together two or three games in. Uh, and they lost at home to Scott Davis-Slough Townside, who've been terrific at home of late, and that's helped them to pull clear of relegation. But on this occasion, they went to Avely and got the job done, Joe, and that really caught my eye. That pulls Slough now six points clear of the relegation positions. Yeah, um, you know, Danny Scopes would have gone into that probably thinking, you know, Slough, poor away record. Um, we're in our own r- bad run ourselves. Let's try and get a win to uh, finish the season or finish the year at home. Uh, but they couldn't. Another defeat for them. Um, really poor run at the moment. But as for uh, Scott Davis, really good win on the road. Clean sheet, goal from Johnny Goddard. He's having a brilliant season. And uh, yeah, it's all going uh, rosy at Slough. Farnborough um, got themselves a precious three points on Saturday, uh, beating Braintree, to whom they moved within a point of, and they moved within two points of the playoffs, thanks to an Aaron Cool penalty in the 74th minute. Cool on loan from uh, Dorking Wanderers. Uh, Jeffers started to appear more regularly on the score sheet for St Albans. He got the first goal, albeit 20 minutes from time at Dartford. Eventually, further goals from uh, Clark and Hamid in 90 plus one. Uh, gave St Albans a 3-0 win there and Dartford find themselves just three places, albeit six points clear of the relegation positions. Elsewhere in the National League South, uh, there were draws at Taunton Town against Tunbridge. Um, we're going to come back to that in just a sec. Um, uh, Truro beat Haven't won and Waterlooville 1-0 uh, to end their recent uh, revival. And Weymouth uh, drew 1-0 with Dover. Brandon Goodship on the score sheet. Let's just turn our attentions finally to that Taunton-Tunbridge game, Joe. It was 1-0 to Taunton until the 89th minute. Take us from that point onwards. 
Yeah, well, if you uh, tried to leave early to uh, miss the rush, then you'd have missed an absolutely brilliant uh, last couple of minutes. Uh, Tombridge managed to pull level through Sean Shields before they actually managed to take the lead in the 94th minute through Jordan Higgs. Um, but Taunton always find a way at home, and they did again. Uh, Nick Grimes with the uh, 96th minute uh, leveller there for the Peacocks, and uh, certainly uh, if the Taunton Town groundsman had a Christmas list uh, yesterday, then I uh, see that uh, he got his wish because uh, they're installing new drainage uh, at Taunton's ground. Um, so uh, that'll be uh, a boost. Not many midweek games for them. But uh, yeah, really uh, cracking way to finish the year at home on the, with a nice uh, well, late, late flurry of goals. Good stuff, chaps. We've rounded it up swiftly and sharply this afternoon, or this morning rather, as we record. Just quickly, 20 seconds or so each, chaps, before we go into Christmas. If you could have a Christmas wish, what would it be? Um, I'm going to start with Joe because he looks the more relaxed of the two, like he's already got his answer ready. Um, just promotion, Rob. Um, hopefully we might see uh, a couple of promotions on the podcast, obviously with you, with Aldershot, uh, and uh, and maybe Dickie with Telford as well. Um, so uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, keep ourselves in the mix and uh, Gary Johnson can do the business and get us promoted. Dickie, uh, what about you? Telford obviously in a good possession, I think 11 unbeaten. Um, I know yeah. they're not a National League club, but we like to draw reference to them now and again. Yeah, and I suppose that would be my Christmas wish, really, that we were back in the National League and I'm able to do this from a position of um, uh, being able to comment on my own team every week on here rather than uh, talk about uh, 24 other teams um, that I still know plenty about and obviously I keep a, across the National League North. But, it, it, yeah, just, just being outside it, uh, it is a little bit disappointing. So, uh, yes, ultimately being back in it would be nice. Well, mine's very simple. It's just for the good times and the entertainment to continue at the EBB, where Tommy Widdrington's shots have given us so much to enjoy in the first half of the season. I'll be, of course, at the EBB for Aldershot Town against Woking. Uh, it'll be just the second and third matches over, over the Christmas period for Michael Doyle in charge of the cards. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, controversy, roller coaster entertainment, lots of goals. And we wish you exactly that as well, listeners. Thanks for listening to us in the first half of the year. We may or may not appear again once more this year. Um, but uh, thanks for um, subscribing. Thanks for sticking with us week in, week out, if you have done. And if you're a new listener today, we'll welcome aboard and come join us again. Uh, a massive thanks and Merry Christmas to our producer, Luke Edwards. Merry Christmas, chaps. And we'll end with the usual words. Play the theme tune, Luke. <laughs>